Welcome back to the Ice Bad Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. And I'm Matt. Football is back. We are two days away from kickoff between the Chiefs and the Lions. Which should be an electric game, nonetheless. Should be a really good I game. I mean, you got two high-powered offenses, um, two mid-defenses. I mean, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to hammer that over. I'm I'm with you on that. Um, restore the roar, baby. I'm, I'm all in on the Lions this year. Yeah, I, I, I think the Lions are going to be good. I think they'll be good enough to win that division. I agree. As we, uh, or I predicted last week in uh, last week's episode. But uh, I think it will be a competitive division Division, nonetheless. Uh, do you want to hop right in our week one predictions? We might as well. Uh, football's here. I'm excited to get these predictions in because it's been so long since we made our week-to-week predictions. Um, last year, I think I got you by a couple games? Yeah, yeah. I think we... we Lost track a little towards the end. Yeah. But um, this year it should be a fun thing to track, especially since we're pretty similar on a lot of games this week. Yeah, I think we only have one different. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we'll just jump into these week one games and we'll just talk about them as we go. Some games we don't need to talk about as much because for good reason. Yeah. Um, But we got Detroit at Kansas City opening up this season on Thursday. I'm going KC. Uh, I have Kansas City, too. Again, this should be an electrifying matchup. Um. And I mean, you got Jared Goff, uh, which I know some people uh, still think Jared Goff isn't like that great of a, a name. He's not like that star power like Mahomes is or Josh Allen. But he was a very, very good and efficient quarterback last year. And I think that's going um, underlooked. You know, I went to a lot of fancy drafts this year where I was able to get him in late rounds as my QB too. Um, he was like a top 10 quarterback in fantasy last year. Yeah, he was. Uh, so... You have him throwing a modern St. Brown. You you had Jameer Gibbs that that offense, which we were just talking about before uh, the pod. Jameer Gibbs is going to be uh, a star in that offense. I think he has a really big game week one too. Uh, yeah, I, I think he pops off right away. Um, yeah, you were the one that said you think he's going to be an every down back. I do think he's going to be an every down back. I I was looking at what uh what some of the coaching staff was saying about him and whether they're going to be using him as a true running back putting him out wide because he's a really good pass catcher. Um, he's really good at getting open. We saw that at Alabama. Um, I think he's going to be utilized in a lot of ways in this offense, and they're going to create plays around him, which is going to set him up for success. And I think as a running back, especially in fantasy, that's a, a guy that you really, really want to have. Um, I know I snagged him at the the top of the third round, and I'm hoping that's like my steal of the year. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I took him uh, in a draft uh, this past weekend, uh, fairly early, uh, at the end of the second. But I, I keep seeing comparisons to him to uh, Alvin Kamara, or Kamara, however you pronounce it. And uh, I, I think that couldn't be more accurate. He's a do-it-all guy. He, he can you know receive out of the backfield if you need to put him in a power formation. He, he can deliver. He's, he has strong legs. Um, but he, he's going to be played all over that field. Um and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jameer Gibbs. And I, I also think the thing that's going to help him a lot is the fact that David Montgomery is also there um, to take yep. some of that workload away, especially, like you said, in those power formations. Um, you don't you don't want to run him into the ground super early. No. Like, you, yeah. you want to space it out. You you want to get him open in different ways outside of as a true running back. Yeah, he's and I think have, Yeah, and I, I think having a guy like Montgomery there is going to be perfect for Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, because... 
Dave Montgomery will take 100, 120 carry, carries uh, throughout the season, but, you know, Gibbs is going to get a lot more touches. I agree. Than, than that. Um, you know, Dave Montgomery's a perfect complimentary piece there. Uh, we saw Swift was the odd man out the moment they drafted Gibbs. Yep. And, um, you know, we I think we talked enough about Detroit. What about Kansas City? They, you know, you have Travis Kelsey there, but then uh, news came out that Kadarius Tony should be healthy for this week one game against Detroit. I think Tony has a big year. I agree. Uh, he's clearly he's going to be the number two receiving option in that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw what he did once he started getting comfortable with that offense and comfortable with Patrick Mahomes, and as they started building that connection together, um, especially in the Super Bowl, we saw that. And I think, <laughs> sorry, so, still a still a sore subject. Yeah. Um, but I, I really do think Darius Tony really comes into his own. Um, you know, it's all about him staying healthy. If he could stay healthy, he's going to produce, and he's going to be an electric piece in that offense. And he's got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, when you have the best quarterback in the league throwing to you, um, that's always a plus. It's just a matter of getting him on the field. When yep. uh, New York drafted him, you know, they just they couldn't find ways to get him on the field or utilize him. And we saw, like you had mentioned, uh, towards the end of the, the season, especially in the playoffs, uh, you know, Andy Reid had made plays specifically for Tony, and he executed them perfectly. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I, I think Tony will be a big piece of this offense, like you had mentioned. Um, Kelsey as well, I think he's in for another big year. Those 100%. of you that took him in first round of your drafts, uh, I think it's going to pay dividends. Um, Especially if you got the stack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, that, that defense isn't too, too bad either. I mean, you have some breakout candidates in Nick Bolton, unless you would consider him already broken out. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that secondary is kind of what scares me, though, in Kansas City. Yeah, I think their their defensive lines can be really good. I think Karloftis has a big year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I uh, wonder if they uh, get the Chris Jones situation figured yeah. out. I, I saw that they were um, far apart on yeah. uh, their contract negotiations. But, yeah, we, we both have KC uh, winning at home in the season opener. Uh, next game, we have Carolina at Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta here. I think this is a close game, but I think it's – I don't know. I'm not really into this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think with Bryce Young making his first career start, there's going to be growing pains. Um, you got a new coach and uh, Frank Wright coming in. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll be interested to see how that Carolina offense operates, especially bringing in Miles Sanders. Yeah. Um, you, you bring in Adam Thielen. And you, you're building a better offense than what you had. Um, I just think it all comes down to Bryce Young's play. Um, especially against, you know, you're going up against Atlanta. You got a young defense, but Atlanta did really, uh, they bulked up that secondary. They did. Yeah. And you bring in Jeff Okuda, Jesse Bates, um, you draft had, Clark Phillips. You already, you already have had AJ Terrell. So I think it's going to be a tough day for Bryce Young, which it's got to be expected. Yeah. I'm, I'm very high on Atlanta. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth with Atlanta bolstering that secondary in the off season. And I think that's going to be a big problem for Bryce Young. Um, you know, I mean, he, he is used to playing solid secondaries, being from Bama. Uh, but once you get to the NFL, it, it's a totally different playing field. And, uh, you know, Atlanta on offense, I mean, you got Bijan. You know, if you've listened to any of the op- uh, episodes this uh, season, you know that we're both pretty high on Bijan. Um, I mean, Kyle Pitts going into year three, Drake London going into year two. Uh, those are two breakout candidates right there on that uh, offense. Uh, Desmond Ritter, if he can just be 
you know, decent. Yeah, uh, I think I, they, that ground game is going to be huge. I think yeah. mixing in Bijan with Tyler Algier, right. figuring out ways to get the ball to Cordero Patterson still. Mm-hmm. I think the offense is going to be... It's going to be a surprising offense, um, especially that run game. It's going to be explosive for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I like Atlanta holding uh, it up at home. And, uh, you know, Carolina does have a defense. I do want to mention that. A pretty solid defense nonetheless, but uh, I don't... They have a situational monitor too, though. Brian Brian Burns. Burns. Brian Burns is going to want out, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, you look past that. You still got Jeremy Chin. Um, You have... uh, Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson, Derek Brown. Yeah. So... Uh, it, it should be a, a fun battle to watch in the trenches, especially since you know Carolina has a good defensive line. Atlanta has a great offensive line. Um, but yeah, we're both taking Atlanta here. Yep. We got uh, next up. We got Cincinnati at Cleveland. I'm gonna go with Cincy here. I just think they're a better team, and I think they're one of the best teams in football. Not a knock on Cleveland. I I don't think Cleveland's terrible. I think they're just the middle of the pack team. And at the end of the day, I think the Cincinnati offense is just going to be able to put up more points than Cleveland's offense. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. That's um, usually how you win games. Yeah. Uh, well, Cincinnati, uh, I mean, their defense is, is pretty underrated to begin with, uh, but so is Cleveland's. So I, th- I think you nailed hit the nail on the head that it's going to be, you know, an offensive battle of, you know, who can score more points, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think Cincy just has more firepower. I mean, you I look at, you know, Jamar Chase, definitely better than Amari Cooper. Uh, T. Higgins, far better than whoever, you know, what, Elijah Moore is their number yeah. two now. And then Tyler Boyd, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'm taking Tyler Boyd. And so, then you got Mixon and Chubb. I, yeah. And I, I don't know. I just think uh, Burroughs is going to be able to outplay Watson. And, yeah, and, and I've seen a lot of people are pretty high on Watson this year, but I'm not one of those people. I, I'm not, that, not to say I'm rooting against him, which I am, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just I don't see him after how, how he performed last season, like – I know he's had a whole year to learn that offense, but he was just not making the same throws last year as he was when he was in Houston. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I have Cincy yep. as the away team there winning. Jacksonville at Indy. This um, one's not even particularly close for me. I agree. I think Jacksonville blows him out. Um, it's going to be a tough start to the year for Indy. Obviously, you have no Jonathan Taylor for the first four weeks and probably ever again. Um, yeah. I would assume either a trade happens, he holds out, and leaves in free agency. Um, I I just don't see in these offense really coming together right now. Um, not to say that they will not figure some things out as the season goes on, but uh, yeah, it's the first start for Anthony Richardson. I'm very 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 high on Anthony Richardson. Um, but at the same time, like he's just thrown into a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you look at Indianapolis's just entire body of work there. Um, yeah, Anthony Richardson is a very raw prospect, and you're throwing him right to the wolves. Um, and you got, I mean, Jacksonville, you got Trevor Lawrence coming in his third year. Last year, he, he kind of broke out. But last year, I mean, like we mentioned last, last season, it was kind of like a rookie year for him because, you know, he had Urban Meyer his rookie season. You can kind of throw that whole situation away. Um, so now Trevor Lawrence is coming into – you know, a, a second year with the same coach, uh, a similar roster. Uh, you add Calvin Ridley to that offense. Um, you retain uh, Evan Ingram, who he had a big connection with. Uh, I, I think Jacksonville wins this going away. And 
I think they're going to be a team to reckon with going into the season. Completely agree. Uh, Tampa Bay at Minnesota. I'm going to go with Minnesota here. Um, Tampa, another team that I, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Yeah. Um, did, have they announced? Is Baker starting? I, ba- I, Baker Mayfield was announced as the starter for Tampa. Um, uh, I'm not sure how long that's going to last. I, the, I'm not sure Kyle Trask is much better, though. I Or if, if any better. Um, I don't know. Minnesota, I think, is just too good. Um, yeah. Uh, Minnesota intrigues me this season um, just because, you know, the, one of their glaring weaknesses last season was their defense. Yeah. and they Secondary, especially. And, and they've made strides to try to improve that in the offseason. Um, but then you have a, a offense that you've improved on. I mean, you, you added Jordan Addison. Uh, you have a whole year now for TJ Hawkinson to have improved his connection with Kirk Cousins, which already right off the bat at the end of last season looked phenomenal. And then he got paid, which is another – it's huge for them. He's going to be a huge piece of that offense. Yeah, I mean, Alexander Madison out of that backfield proved every time uh, Cook was hurt that he can fill in that role and do just what Cook could do, you know, just as well. And, uh, you know, Tampa – uh, you got Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Yeah, you have great receivers, uh, but that offensive line I think is going to be weak once again this, yeah. this season. Yep. Ryan Jensen's out for ever it seems. Um, you know that knee injury is pretty yep. bad, and uh, I mean he was the best interior lineman they had. I mean, well they they got Cody Mock right. Did, uh, they, did they draft Cody Mock? Yeah, the offensive lineman from I, North Dakota State, right? Yep. Um, so, like, he, he should be good, but he's still a rookie. Uh, I mean, usually the offensive lineman, there's that learning curve in the first couple of years. Oh, yeah, he's starting at right guard. For them to develop. So, uh, Tampa's interior line is going to be very weak. And if uh, Minnesota can penetrate that, I think they blow out Tampa. I which agree. they will. All right, next we got uh, Tennessee at New Orleans. I'm, I'm sticking with Tennessee here. Um, I think Tennessee, it, it comes down to the coaching. We talked about it all last season. Mike Vrabel just knows how to keep them in games. Yeah. And I think Derrick Henry has a big game uh, this week. Yeah, I, I could totally see that. Um, I also read a tidbit today that Ryan Tannehill has quickly developed a great connection with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think, uh, I mean, just having a, a, a decent quarterback and a star receiver, star running back, I mean, Right there, that, that's a formula of winning. That, that's your big three right there on that offense. Uh, they've have the the concerns about their offensive line. That uh, you know, they lost Taylor Lewan, who I I'm still convinced they bring back at some point. They're gonna have to, right? Yeah, I mean, well, but they have Andre Dillard, who was serviceable for Philly. Yeah, when he had to fill in, you bring him in, you start him. Peter Skronsky was, you know, an early draft pick, and for good reason. He he should be a great starter, but they're going to put him at guard. Um, I mean, they lost Ben Jones, too, in the offseason. So that offensive line is a huge question mark. Um, but New Orleans, I mean, they lost Marcus Davenport on that defense, which I think is going to uh, hurt them a lot more than I people are giving them credit for. I mean, yeah, they they just have a, a young defensive line. They they brought in Brian Brzee. Mm-hmm. They drafted Isaiah Foskey. Um, you still have Cam Jordan. But outside of that, like, they have, I think, Nathan Shepard. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. They're... Yeah, I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game. Um, I mean, Derek Carr's debut as a Saint. Uh, Tennessee's secondary is young, uh, inexperienced. I think Olave has a big game. 
Yeah, I could see a lot of having a big game, but I think that's because New Orleans will be playing from behind. But I could easily see this being like a twenty to seventeen final, um, close game, low scoring. But I, I have Tennessee edging it out here. Got San Fran at Pitt. This could be the game of the week. This could be a really, really good game. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with San Fran here, though. I just think they. Uh, I don't know. I'm high on Pitt too, and I know you are as well. I'm very high on Pitt. Um, this one is really tough for me because Pitt is at home. Gotta gotta consider that. I just think San Fran with the the star power they have on offense. Um, are, are just going to find a way to to squeak out a win, and I think it's going to be a very close game. I think McCaffrey has a solid game. Um, I, I like a big game on Adebo here. And he, is Purdy starting? Yes. Yeah, so I, I this is kind of where you have to see. What do you what do you have out of Purdy? You, you've got a, a defense that's really good. Um, they're, they added some, some pieces. They added um, Joey Porter in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn now. I'm still going to stick with San Fran. San yeah. Fran in a close one. I don't think it's going to be very high scoring either. Yeah, so this is a really interesting game because you have the uh, the first quarterback taken off the board in the 2022 NFL draft playing against the last quarterback taken off the board in the 2022 NFL draft. Um, you know, even though Brock Purdy stepped in and had that whole miraculous end of the season last year, you know, being the third string. Great story. Love to hear it. I honestly don't think he's that guy. Um, I mean, just watching him play, it's he's, he's a smart player, but nothing about him really stands out. He doesn't have the best arm strength. You know, maybe he has okay accuracy, but he doesn't have the best size, best mobility. Um, Kenny Pick, on the other hand, uh, you know, I think is in for a breakout season. Um, I, I agree you, with that. You, you talked about San Fran's weapons, you know, Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, McCaffrey. I think Pitt has some weapons of their own. I I, I like Najee Harris a lot this year. Uh, I think George really Pickens. High on Pickens. I think Pickens is going to have a great season. Deontay Johnson has been really solid. Uh, Pretty much his entire his career. entire career. Uh, and then they added Allen Robinson as well, who is in for a career resurgence. Pat Fryermuth is not a bad tight end at all. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a really competitive game. I have Pitt edging it out. I haven't even talked about Pitt's defense yet, which is a phenomenal defense. Uh, I mean, as long as T.J. Watt's healthy, you know, that offensive line is going to be running for its life, you know, yeah. or blocking for its life, I should say. Um, you know, you have Trent Williams, but after that, who else does San Fran have on that line? You know, you, you line up T.J. Watt against their right tackle there. I, I think, you know, Purdy's seeing ghosts. Uh, and, okay, Sam. Yeah. He's taking after Sam Darnold. Yeah. So hanging I, around him too much. I, I like Pitt a lot this year, especially in this game. This is a strong start. Mike Tomlin comes out and says, hey, we're a force to be reckoned with. Give me Pitt all day. All right. We got Arizona at Washington. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Washington, mm-hmm. um, mainly because uh, Arizona, them really trying to get their competitive advantage, not not announcing a quarterback yeah. um, as if Josh Dobbs or so, – I, I love Josh Dobbs. Or Clayton Toon. Um, yeah, I, I just think Washington's a much better team. And that says a lot because I don't think they're a very good team. Um, but, yeah, Arizona's just really not Who good. drove here today? You, the Jonathan Gannon oh, speech? yeah. You got fire in your gut? <laughs> yeah, no, I think Arizona Arizona's going to be a hot mess this season. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a dumpster fire. 
You uh, predicted them going 0 17, right? Yeah, I think they're going to be that bad. <laughs> um, I, well, th- their defense just is like non-existent. You have Buda Baker, and then that's it. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a bunch of like second. Who was the uh, was like uh, they named their captains today, and who's that linebacker? Uh, it starts with a G. His last name. Let's see. Who did they name as captains? Um, Dennis Gardeck or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, him. Yeah. He's a captain. Like, have you ever, I've never heard of that guy. He's well, a special teamer, to be fair. But. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. He's one of your captains. You look at Philly's captains, you know, you got Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown. You got Jason Kelsey, well, Lane Johnson. to be fair, they also named Kyler a captain, and I don't do, – is Kyler even going to play this year? Like – He's out the first four weeks at least. At least. Um, I, I'm really low on Arizona this season. And although I'm not that high on Washington, uh, I mean, and then again, Arizona's offensive line. How are they going to contain Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, uh, De'Aaron Payne? Like, they're, they're not going to. I think Washington's defense absolutely kills Arizona. Um, and Washington takes this at home. Houston at Baltimore. Um, don't really think this one's close. I think Baltimore blows them out. Uh, Houston, obviously just a really, really young team. Um, rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. A lot of really young weapons, and I think they, they've got a pretty bright future. But I just don't see any way they beat Baltimore here. Yeah, Houston's a work in progress. Um, yeah. And they will stay a work in progress all throughout this season. I'm not a huge fan of Stroud. But you invested the second overall pick in him. You, you got to try to see what you got this year. Um, but you're throwing the Wolves. I mean, their offensive line isn't that horrible. Um, you know, he just doesn't have the best weapons. Uh, I mean, Dalton Schultz is his best target, and I, I've targeted him in a lot of fantasy leagues, actually, because I think he's going to have a big year. But you're going into Baltimore, who, you know, some people have gone to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I mean Baltimore at home. I've seen a lot of videos of you know their locker room and and the chemistry they have back there. Um, in in uh, Baltimore, I, I just Lamar healthy right out the gate week one. I don't see Houston even coming close to beating Baltimore. I have Baltimore winning by a landslide. I agree. Uh, Green Bay at Chicago. We got a, another divisional matchup to open up here. Um, I'm gonna go with Green Bay on the road. Um, I think Jordan Love has a really good uh, season opener. Um, and, yeah, I, I like a big game out of Aaron Jones as well. Um, yep. Chicago is definitely better than they were last season. Yep. Um, and I, I think they're going to be another one of those teams middle of the pack. Um, they're going to be fighting for the division, I think. But, yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay here. Yeah, for some reason, um, you know, a lot of people are – riding on fields to have this great season. But, I mean, I don't even think he really broke out last year. He just... Fantasy-wise. Yeah, he, I mean, he just like, put up a lot of points yeah. because of his rushing stats. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as a, as a passer, I think he's still got a lot of room for improvement. I completely agree. Um, I mean, Chicago was one of the worst last... Actually, they were the worst team last year in the NFL. Um, I mean, you only added a couple more pieces... Uh, I think they will stay competitive, but I, I'm, I don't think they win that division. I think DJ Moore has a really good year there. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, you have Moore, you have Mooney, uh, you have Claypool. 
Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Um, but a couple guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you should go out and sign Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards in free agency. I just I'm not buying into Chicago just quite yet. I'm no, they've definitely made improvements though. Yeah, they're better, but I don't think when you're the worst team in the league last last year. I mean, it takes a lot of improvements to go from, you know, worst team in the league to, you know, a, a competitor. Uh, and I think they will be competitive, but I don't think they'll be in contention for that division. Uh, Green Bay, on the other hand, great defense. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest question mark is Jordan Love, but I'm a big Jordan Love fan. I think he has all the intangibles. The little sample size we've seen of him, he's looked good. Um, I think he has, a, like you said, a great week one here and shows people that he can be the successor to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yep. Uh, Vegas at Denver. Um, Denver all the way for me. We talked about it last week. I don't think either of us think Vegas can be that good this year. I think a lot of it comes down to the coaching and the question mark of Jimmy G at quarterback. One, if he could stay healthy. Two, how he's how he could perform in a non-Kyle Shanahan offense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I got to go Denver here. Bringing in Sean Payton. Sean Payton's debut. I think Russ is – well, he's going to have to be more comfortable um, and just utilize what he has around him. Um, you got Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, yeah, Javante Williams, who I, I'm very high on this year. I think Russ has a big game, and he c- kind of s- starts to silence that hate. Um, you know, Sean Payton is just a very good coach. Yeah, um, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, I believe, is going to be a difference maker uh, for Denver. Uh, but this is a big game for Denver. Russell Wilson's coming out. He had a horrible season last year, and I mean yeah. horrible. It was hard to watch Denver last season. And you're coming out. It's a home opener. You're playing Vegas. You know who? I mean, they regressed at quarterback. You replaced Derek Carr with Jimmy G. I mean, and and if, you get rid of one of your best weapons. Yeah, you get rid of one of your best we- weapons. Um, I just, I'm not high in Vegas at all. But if Denver can't come out and beat Vegas at home week one, it's going to be a long, another long season for Denver fans. So I'm almost hoping Denver, you know, because when Denver's good at f- football, when they're competitive, the league's fun. Yeah. Um, you know, Peyton Manning going back, John Elway, those days, you know, um. Even the Tebow days were fun. Yeah, even the Tebow days were fun. So I want to see Denver win week one because I think this is going to project the trajectory for their season. Um, You know, Vegas just, I mean, yeah, they they have some defensive pieces, but I'm not a fan of Josh McDaniels as a head coach. And we talked about this all last season. We thought uh, he was one of those guys we thought should have been fired halfway through. I think we had a whole episode dedicated to firing him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I, I have Denver at home. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you have Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams in Vegas, but I think Adams gets locked down by Sertan. Uh, you know, can Jacobs be a difference maker? I don't know, but I I really am pulling for Denver because I don't want to have to watch Denver football uh, if it was anything like last year. I agree. Uh, your Eagles at the Patriots. I'm yeah, going mean... to go with the Eagles here. I don't really <laughs> think it's close. Um they, they, they are uh, celebrating Brady's retirement or they're hanging his jersey or something because it's in New England week one. Um, people think that might have anything, something to do with uh, the outcome of the game. I don't. <laughs> I think Philly's it's a away game. They're going there. They're gonna take it's not like business. he's suiting up and playing. Yeah, I mean, Philly, 
you lose that Super Bowl, and Jalen Hurts, who, who's a fierce competitor, has had all offseason to pent up all this aggression, and we're going to take it out in New England. We're going to come out and say, listen, uh, we're coming back to the Super Bowl, and we're going to have a different outcome this time. Uh, I, I think Philly's one of, if not the best teams in the league, and New England, uh, I mean, their kind of offense mid. is lackluster. Kind of mid. Yeah, I, their yeah. defense, again, lackluster. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people are calling for Belichick's head if he doesn't produce this season, but I think it's hard to produce when you have a roster that's that mid. mid. Yeah, <laughs> so give me Philly all day. Yep, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm going Philly as well. Uh, Miami at the Chargers. Another one that could be a pretty good game. I'm going to go with Miami on the road here, though. Um, I think Tua has a really big game. Same with Tyreek Hill. And then, yeah, I, I just I think that Miami offense, we saw it in some games last year that they're just able to run up those points, get the ball downfield with Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill. I, I just think this offense is too good, and I don't know if the Chargers defense can be able to slow them down. Yeah, I think this would be a really high-scoring game. I agree. Because um, you have a lot of offensive weapons on both sides of the ball. Um, or both both teams, I'm sorry. Um, and you do have playmakers on both sides of the ball, but Miami, uh, I mean, that speed, it's its hard to cover. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tua, week one, is healthy. I can't say the same going forward, but <laughs> yeah, it's, week it, one, it, he's Yeah, it's taking a week at a time with yeah. them, but... Um, and I, I, the biggest thing for me is I think Brandon Staley uh, loses his job after this season. I, I think he's going to come out. They're going to underperform once again. I think one of the first ever videos we posted last year was us talking about how Brandon Staley uh, should be fired. Yeah. And I'm still in that same boat. Like, they, they have to get rid of Brandon Staley if they want to be successful moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Herbert's a great quarterback. Herbert's fantastic. I've gotten in arguments over the entire offseason that Hurts is better than him. Um, I think it's pretty close. I think they're two different players. Yeah, but, completely different. It's um, tough. Yeah, but I, I do I do like Herbert. I do think Herbert's a really great quarterback. Um, he, he has great weapons. I mean, the offensive line's improving, but that as long as the coaching is you know subpar, I don't think they're going to get very far. I agree. So give me Miami. Then we got the other LA team. We got the Rams at the Seahawks. I'm going it, Seahawks here. Yeah, it is so hard to play in Seattle. One, it's so hard to play in Seattle. Two, I just have zero expectations for the Rams this year. Yeah, especially if, if Cooper Cup is out for a significant, significant amount of time with his hamstring injury. Um, you know, who's Stafford throwing to? Van Jefferson? Also, Rams, if you're listening, just a reminder, you still have your uh, 2024 first if you want to trade it. <laughs> Do they? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had their first-round pick. I never thought this day would come. I know. They'll trade it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I saw reports that they're already shopping uh, that first-round pick for Brian Burns and other players. So, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, But, yeah, I I like Seattle a lot. Um, Me too. I I mean, that offense is just going to be scary. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet. Is he out week one or no? He's questionable with that wrist injury. So weird. Like, yeah. I don't know where he was getting wrist surgery, and he might not even miss a game. Yeah. Dog. Um, <laughs> and and Seattle's defense is going to be really good this year. Um, yeah. You bring back Bobby Wagner, who's a tackle machine. Uh, I mean, Tariq Wollen going his second year. You spend a high draft pick on Devin Witherspoon. Um, and uh, you, you have a safety who can't play safety. Jamal Adams, yeah. I, I, did I read he was, he's out week one? 
<laughs> they're better off without him. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that's a sore subject still for you, but <laughs> not uh, even like we we did well out of those picks. I I just I think he's so overhyped. He, I, I'll get into that another time. <laughs> but yeah, I the, I got Seattle here. Yeah, well, the thing with the Rams too is you know they really you know mortgaged their future to win that Super Bowl, and now they're they're starting to face the, the consequences. I mean, you have an aging Matthew Stafford who, you know, is one injury away from retiring. Yeah. Um, you know, Stetson Bennett's his successor. Come on, uh, dude's thirty. And then, um, I mean, Cam Akers will be a serviceable running back this I year. Agree. But I mean, the line's just really bad too. Though the, the offensive line is really bad. Behind Cooper Cup, you don't really have the best receiving core. And Cooper Cup's probably not even playing Week One. Yeah, and then you go out on the defensive side of the ball. You got rid of. One of your playmaker, best playmakers in, in Jalen Ramsey. Um, I can't even name anybody in their secondary right now. They did re-sign John Johnson. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I did. Okay, so I know one guy in their secondary, and I'm usually you know pretty good at knowing teams' rosters. Uh, I mean, you have Aaron Donald up front, but how dedicated was he going to be to this this team when you know they're not going to be good? And he's been contemplating retirement for past couple of years the starting quarterbacks are uh trey tomlinson and um Co- oh yeah kobe durant trey uh hodgins yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah 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 he was like a six round pick yeah out of tcu yeah so and then uh you got jordan fuller at safety okay yeah i mean sounds like a mid secondary to me i think it's worse than mid yeah, yeah well i'm being generous yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, have a good day rams um yeah seattle's yeah taking this They're stretching that field against them and this should um, be a great game of sunday night sunday night dallas at the giants i'm gonna go with the giants here at home i think the giants have a lot of momentum coming into the season they're riding a high after making the playoffs winning a playoff game in a year where they weren't really expected to compete um and then daniel jones gets his bag well deserved in my opinion i think i, agree. I think daniel jones is a very above average quarterback and he's carried that team he really has he had zero it, weapons last year his best weapon is Saquon Barkley and I mean when your best weapons are running back I mean that's adding Darren tough. Waller this year is going to be huge if Waller could stay healthy mm-hmm. um and I think yeah just the Giants are just riding this high and I think they're going to have a really good season I think they're going to be very competitive they're they should be a playoff team and Brian Dable man yeah, I'm a he's, big, he's really turned that team around. I'm a big fan of Dable. Uh, and the culture he has implemented in this Giants uh, locker room is incredible. Uh, you've taken the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I think they're riding that high from last season. Um, you're building off of an uh, overachieving season already. And, uh, I mean, you, you, you gave Dan Jones a weapon and Darren Waller. This is the first time he's had a weapon in his entire career. The, the offensive line is young, so they're going to continue to develop and get better. Uh, I, I really like the Giants here. Um, I thought I thought I was going to be a surprise pick. I thought you were going to take Dallas, but I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Uh, Dallas, the thing with Dallas is it, it's going to come down to – their defense is going to be fine. It actually, is going to be really good. Their offense, however, is going to come down to how well is Dak going to play. And I think it's going to go either one of two ways. I think you're either going to see a Wentz happen where Dak is going to lose all of his confidence because they went out and they got uh, Trey Lance, or he's going to absolutely ball out because, you know, his job's being threatened and he puts up uh, 
amazing MVP like year. Um, it's gonna be one of two ways. Uh, I'm I'm not sure which one of those uh, directions is gonna be, but I, I do like the Giants week one to surprise people at home. And Dak Prescott, I think, is undefeated against the Giants, so I think that uh, that's due to be be uh, fixed. Yeah, you know, uh, everything has a way of evening itself out in the NFL. Uh, I think the Giants, you know, win here and change that culture. I agree. Um, then Monday night, Buffalo at my Jets. I went back and forth on this game um, a lot, actually. I-, I highlighted Buffalo, then went back to the Jets, then went back to Buffalo, and then now I finally land on the Jets to win solely because I think I think the, the Jets' secondary is going to lock down Buffalo's receiving core, and Buffalo's receiving core is not deep whatsoever. Outside of Diggs, it's it's really Gabe Davis is kind of mid. Yeah, um, and then then and then you have a rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid. I mean, uh, Dawson Knox is good. He's still gonna he's still there. He's still gonna play. But Monday Night Football, it's the return of you know well, the debut I should say of Aaron Rodgers as a New York Jet. He actually looks happy there. He's having fun. And I, th- I think that's the, the biggest threat to an opposing team. Is, is Aaron Rodgers having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Jets here by, by inches. I mean, I, I mean, this is so close. Um, this I'm, I'm just yeah. so excited for this game, regardless if the Jets pull off the win or not. I'm, Jets football is like – I've been a Jets fan my entire life, and this is like the first time I could say I've actually been excited for a season. Yeah. Um, I've gone through a lot of pain. And, yeah, we got a quarterback, and that's really all that matters to me. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets at home. Could be showing a little bias here, and I'll be the first to admit that. But with that ground game, um, Rob Sala did announce that Cook and Hall will both be active. It's going to open up a lot in the receiving game for guys like Garrett Wilson. Um, And I, I just think Aaron Rodgers building that connection with these guys, uh, like you said, having a lot of fun. I think he's gonna he's gonna build upon what he showed in that final preseason game, um, and yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with the Jets in a field goal game here. Yeah, I, I like that, and uh, we'll just do a quick waiver wire watch. Um, we won't dive too deep into these guys. A lot of these guys we've we've talked about already, or they're pretty self explanatory. Uh, the first is Kadarius Tony, which we already yeah. talked about earlier. Um, if he's out there, I'd pick him up. He's gonna be the you know number two receiving option in yeah. KC. Uh, this next guy I don't think we really touched on, but uh, we talked about him last year, and it's Isaiah mm. Hodgins. He's going to year two with Daniel Jones uh, throwing to him. The, the chemistry is there. He, yeah, he, I was going to say, he really built that chemistry with Daniel Jones when he really had nobody else, and Isaiah Hodgins really stepped up in big moments. He did, and he, he's been uh, practicing with you know the first team yep. all offseason, from what I've read, and uh, I, I think he's probably going to end up as a receiver one behind – well, the receiver one. I'm not counting Darren yeah, Waller yep. in the in that offense. Uh, so I think he's worth a flyer just on your bench. Um, Deion Jackson is the next guy we have. Um, Can't not put him on here. He's going to be a starting running back for the Colts while yeah. uh, while Taylor's out. Um, we'll see if Zach Moss returns next week. We'll touch on that next week when we get there. Um, but yeah, Deion Jackson. I mean, eh, eh, he's a good receiving option. Well, that's yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, he, PPR leagues like I I don't think that uh, the Colts are going to be running much. Um, aside from Anthony Richardson scrambling, uh, 
just because I think they'll, they'll be down. Life at that. Yeah, I think they'll be down for uh, in a lot of games. So I think Deion Jackson is probably going to see you know several receptions out of that backfield um, on top of whatever carries he gets. Uh, I, I think he has RB three or four value. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'd pick him up just because you can never have enough running backs. Yeah. Uh, speaking of never having enough running backs, you have Raheem Mostert is our yeah, next guy. Yeah, if Raheem Mostert was not drafted in your league, go get him right now. Absolutely. Um, all offseason, I don't know why anybody was hyping up Devin Chain like he was going to be the starting running back. I, don't get me wrong. I like well, Chain. Well, he is hurt. He but, has that shoulder But at now. the same time, like even if he, if he was healthy, if Jeff Wilson was healthy, who's also on, on IR, Raheem Mostert's the, the starting running back until he proves that he can't be. Um, Raheem Mostert, when he came in to Miami last year, he he was very effective. Um, he's used to the McDaniel offense, and yeah, I I, I love Raheem Mostert. I, I don't think they're a team that's going to be running ball a ton, um, no. just because of what you have in that the that receiving room and yeah. to his ability to stretch the ball downfield. But Raheem Mostert's a guy that if he's out on waivers. I would 100% start uh, pick him up and consider starting him in the flex spot. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I mean, Jeff Wilson is on IR. Uh, A-Chain has that shoulder injury. He is the guy now in, in Miami, at least for week one. Uh, so I, I like him a lot going into this week. And I never bring up defenses, so I'm going to show defenses a, a little love. Um, if you're like me and don't like to draft a defense. Same here. Um, yeah. Um, oh, well, I wait till the last round of draft defense. But here's some good value defenses. Uh, Washington, uh, not getting drafted in a lot of leagues, but they are playing Arizona week one. Uh, as we said, you know, I like them there to, you know, destroy Arizona. And then New Orleans has a, a cupcake schedule. We're not going to get too much into that right now, but you can go on, uh, look at who they're playing uh, this year, and you'll see for yourself that, you know, they'll be a pretty consistent uh, defense in your league. And I think that wraps it up for episode five. Episode five, season two. Yeah. Um, make sure you check us out on all social media platforms. Follow us this entire season. We're at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok, at Ice Bath Pod on X now. Yeah, X. I'm still used to saying Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. Um, and you can watch the video version of this episode on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. Enjoy week one. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, as always, stay cool. Stay cool.